21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik. I'm one of the co-founders and CEO over at TechVestor. TechVestor is a short-term rental uh, fund that allows retail investors or everyday investors, as I like to call them, uh, to get exposure to the short-term rental asset class with as little as $25,000. You are an investor in an entire portfolio of assets, usually a portfolio between 50 and 200 homes. And as a shareholder in those entire homes, you're diversified. You get all the same tax benefits as if you were owning the homes yourself. You get seasonally adjusted cash flow, right? Because we're across mountain towns, beach towns, metros, all across the, the US. And it's all passive. So you never have to clean a toilet, deal with a guest, do anything there. We send you a check every quarter, right to your bank account. Uh, we target generally in that eight to 12% cash and cash range. And you know, one of the, one of my favorite things about what we do is we take out all the pain of running a short term rental yourself, reduce the average cost all the way down to 25 grand, which is your minimum. You can obviously invest more if you'd like, and you're an equal shareholder in a massive portfolio instead of one. and you get to use the entire portfolio as yourself because you are an owner in the fund. So therefore you can use the properties as well. The model, is, is that something new on the market or something that evolved through the years? Or... Yeah, so we're a, you know, we operate very similar to a traditional real estate syndication, which is something that's been going on for, you know, at least since the Jobs Act and even before then. Um, but realistically, in the asset class of short-term rentals, we're one of the only short-term rental funds um, and certainly one of the largest and certainly one of the most diversified across the country. Um, other things that make us a little different is we built our own proprietary technology that allows us to find, underwrite, and source the best properties as well as operate it. And as a leader, I would be doing my team a disservice if I didn't talk about how incredible our team is. Um, I actually think it's one of our biggest competitive advantages. It includes people like John, who was previously the head of revenue at Vacasa. Um, it includes people like our other John, who's our head of data, right? Um, you know, as well as people like uh, Taylor, our head of acquisition. Sabrina, my co-founder, is an incredible leader on our operational side. Um, Corbin Austin, I mean, we have an incredible team that is short-term rental specific. Um, and our entire team of 27 has been able to really uh, scale and operate in a really great way. Yes, everybody speak about your team. So what's the catch? Our team is just very industry specific, right? So if you kind of look at where we come from, right? So Sabrina and I both come from tech. I come from Facebook, where I spent five years there building teams and scaling organizations. Um, and so for understanding real estate, it's a very much a people-driven business. Sabrina built AirPods at Apple. She took that to a billion-dollar product and was one of the lead project managers on that. Um, you know, John was previously uh, a leader in the revenue space uh, at Vacasa, which is one of the only short-term rental platforms to ever go public, right? And so he was there uh, taking them from 1,000 doors to 38,000 doors. Um, Austin is our head of revenue, uh, you know, continuously driving 20, 30, 40% more revenue out of the same asset classes than others. 
Um, and when you look at people like that and John, who's our head of data, who's literally known in the industry as the Airbnb data guy, we're all experts in our space and we're supported by an incredible team of 20 plus people on the ground all across the country. We're geographically focused on certain homes, locations, and markets that allow us to scale effectively. How did your experience at Facebook and what was your experience at Facebook and how did that specific experience help you build Tech Investor? Yeah, so my experience at Facebook is I joined one of our, our second largest engineering team at the time. And it was to scale it from, you know, it was like sub 100 people and scale it to over a thousand over time. And so hiring and growing and building systems and process and logistics and understanding, uh, you know, for me, it was more about the labor market rather than a revenue market um, in terms of how we can actually drive and scale and find talent and acquire talent and acquire people that could actually grow what we do. And, you know, I saw Facebook really evolve into the massive company success that it was really because of its people. And so a big focus for us was how do we get the right people and the best people to work on the toughest problems. Um, because what we do, and we often hear this, is quote unquote, very hard, right? How do you scale one asset a hundred times a year in 10 different markets? It's not like multifamily or other things where there's one asset in one location with all economies of scale in a single place. So how do you take what's intended to be hyper-local, essentially decentralize it, right? And then continuously perform. And so we've been able to you know, use technology led by a lot of awesome people, supported by incredible investors, right? And we've been you know, quite privileged with the, with the growth impact that we've been on. So system, Endors, technology, processes, logistics, business model per se, people. From your perspective, what was the most important that helped you leverage? You know, I think that answer is very hard to answer because for every business, it's going to be different naturally. For my business, right, you know, I think, for example, Sabrina and I work very well together as partners because we complement each other's skill set. And I think that's the first thing you have to look at as an entrepreneur is what is your skill set and what complements it? Right. In fact, we actually many times stepped on each other's toes, right? We have a lot of similar skill sets. Um, as well, but we also had to understand roles, responsibilities, and who does what and does it when, right? And so really being able to talk about that. Um, and as we continue to grow, we both realized that we needed to scale completely differently, right? Sabrina, Sabrina's org is, you know, 20 plus people geographically organized all throughout the US. 
um, that are working on very specific detailed projects, right? And that type of leader needs to be very organized and directive, right? My team is very much more, is much more autonomous, right? For people who are more focused on portfolio composition, planning and strategy, right? And so all of those types of things would encourage you to get different types of resources and find different types of talent based on where you're at in your business. Realistically, the growth of your business is hyper dependent on what you can find. Also, one of the things that I think we've been very lucky to do is when we ran across great talent, but we didn't know where they would go. One thing that I learned at Facebook is you never let great talent pass you by. Now, to an extent, right, naturally, because we're still a small team, um, but we hired early. We hired people that we knew could do the job and were really excited, passionate, and skilled within the scope of short-term rentals without knowing exactly where they were going to go. We hired the best available people, right, that we could find and drive. And then we figured out where they were going to go later. In fact, Facebook used to do this. Google does this. It's called boot camp, right, where they bring you in and then they figure out, you know, which, which team, which problems are you going to go solve? Um, and so that's a little bit of the hiring approach that we took. I think we've all had to be adaptive, right? Like I think 2022 will go down as a year, especially in our industry, as a very volatile one. Real estate interest rates, um, you know, recession or talks of a recession, um, a war that started in the world, right? All those types of things impact perspectives and, um, you know, alternative investments. So what we've had to adapt with is really understand what do our what do our investors need? How do we communicate that? How can we continuously provide those things that they're that are required? And how can we continuously scale in a way in a manner that is effective? Uh, in a way that they understand. And so skill sets for us have been like, you know, we've grew out our investor relations team pretty heavily so we can continuously support our investor base. Um, from an operational perspective, we've grown our team there pretty uh, significantly as well. But the skill sets that we continue to adapt with and what I really find in this industry is really um, important um, are people who can drive communication. Right. Real estate, especially with the dynamics that we play, um, is a lot of telephone, right? Like from one place to the next to the next. And actually along that journey are your investors. Your investors deserve the ability and respect to understand what's going on behind the scenes. So you they can feel comfortable with their investment, understand why things went well or why things went bad, right? And to basically be able to wrap their head around it. So we focus a lot on education. And I think a big skill set we've learned over this past year is how do we lead with education first, right? And then with education comes these the successes that we've seen. One of the biggest successes that we had so far this year um, has been our ability to simply just execute um, and be transparent. I think actually transparency is um, a product of the way we do things.
because we focus on education first, we inform, we tell people what we're going to do. And then we actually go out and, you know, we hold ourselves accountable. We build in public, right, in many ways. And uh, our investors can kind of see things very directly. And I think that success has been what's led us to raise, you know, a fund that is six times bigger than we thought we would raise, right, in our first year. I think we've been able to see the success of our properties and our homes really excel uh, this year. We were doing our revenue from January to December on the portfolio uh, that our investors are a part of has grown 87 times, right? And so that's massive growth and success. Uh, we also align a lot of our interests with investors, and I think that's a big part of it as well. You know, I think a lot of businesses are transactional. Right. And, and there's a reason for that. Right. Our, our success is when our investors are able to get exposure to an asset class that can hopefully lead them towards their goals. Right. Financial freedom or those types of things. But also with that is sometimes they want to go along for the ride. Right. Your investors, your partners, your customers are your biggest advocates in many times. Right. And so by bringing them along the ride, like every week we tell them how things went. Right and they're able to really understand and ask questions and go through there. So communication, transparency, I think are a byproduct of the successes that we've had. And we've been able to raise a lot of money and really just bring in a lot of great partners because of that first approach. What's the exit strategy? So if I'm investor, do I have any specific exit strategy? in your model? Yeah, so we, we plan on holding the properties for four to six years on average, right? And then so we buy them, we buy a single family home, we turn it into a short term rental. And then that short term rental generates a lot more revenue than a single family home, right? And then over the next four or five years, we'll eventually sell the portfolio to private equity, family offices, other investors who are looking for a turnkey product at a much higher valuation because we're generating a lot more revenue. So the idea here is we're converting an asset to a different asset, creating the value and then selling it later. You're earning cash flow along the way every quarter. And then the idea is that, you know, you'll earn the equity on exit as well. And where are you in five years? You know, in five years, I think we're, you know, what are we in probably fund five, fund six at that time. And uh, I think we're we're certainly hopefully experiencing one of our first exits, if not our second or third at the time. Um, but more importantly, uh, you know, our goal is to get to, you know, a thousand doors over the next five years um, and, you know, help a thousand plus people get into the world of short term rentals passively. We believe it's a it's a job. And so unless you're going to do it actively and you want the job then passive is the, the approach that you should take. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about TechFester or investing in short-term rentals passively, check us out at techfester.com. We have a bunch of resources. You can see the data. You can even check out performance. Uh, talk to someone on our investor relations team, even if you're curious. Um, we really think it's a, it's a great addition to your portfolio um, and uh, we hope you'll consider joining us. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.